Tennessee left no doubt. No doubt whatsoever who the better football team was, how Tennessee wanted to finish that football game. 66-24 to over Missouri. Win number nine on the season. First time Tennessee's won nine games in the regular season since 2007. How about that? First perfect season at Neyland Stadium since 2007. What could all this mean? Heading towards Tuesday's college football playoff rankings, the, the next reveal. That and more here on a Monday. Locked on Balls. You are Locked on Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome into it. This is your Monday edition of Locked on Balls. I'm Mary Kane. I'm your host here of Locked on Balls. And of course, I write for the VolQuest.com side of On3. And uh, each and every Monday, we recap the Tennessee football game, a little overreaction potentially, get into those scoring plays and uh, stats and canter grades. That's what's coming up here on today's show. Uh, today's episode of Locked On Vols is brought to you by Sling TV. Sling is something for everyone, especially when it comes to college football coverage. With a massive lineup of games across the ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, and SEC, I can always catch the games I want on Sling and now you can too. Check out Sling TV to see the massive lineup of games they have all season long. Sling, the TV you love, for the price you'll love as well. You can go ahead and try it today. So, um, Twitter Tuesday, that's coming up on tomorrow's show. I want to get this out in the open. I'm still uh, you know, dealing with uh, kind of kind of a, a wacky little voice here. So, if I cough in the middle of, uh, of today's episode a couple of times, apologies. I'm almost over it. But, uh, gosh, that's what I told everybody all weekend. Like, when you you know, talking to a microphone for a living and you're on camera, it's just, it's so freaking annoying. And I know it's not fun to listen to, but nonetheless, uh, I think I'm just about over it, fighting back the the tickle of my throat the entire time and right now, actually. Uh, but we're going to get into Tennessee's win over Missouri. Uh, my big takeaways and more here on today's show. Uh, real quick, you guys know we're, we're going to go basketball heavy once football season's over, of course, but uh, not a whole lot of time to talk hoops during football season, especially when you're covering the number five team in the country, but man, what a what an ugly game for Tennessee against Colorado yesterday. Tennessee shot 25% from the field, 27% from behind the arc, 80% from the charity stripe. I mean, it was a 78-66 loss in Bridgestone Arena to Colorado. Not a very good um, basketball game. 4-12 shooting from Zakai Ziegler, 2-13 shooting from Santiago Vescovi. So not the best effort. A, a loss in November is nothing to freak out about. Don't get me wrong. Um, but you just didn't look good playing that football game or playing that basketball game against Colorado on Sunday. But a lot of talent on that team. Tennessee will rebound, no pun intended, and uh, move on throughout the season. Okay, so for Tennessee football, um, completely dominated the second half. You know, one point in the game, <clears throat> excuse me, in the uh, in the third quarter, it was 28-24. to 24. Uh, Tennessee was leading. Missouri. Uh, came out, scored on its first possession of the third quarter and cut that deficit to four points to 28-24. And then Tennessee scored three straight touchdowns in the third quarter and continued to you know, put pedal to the metal um, and, and left no doubt, like I said, in the cold open. And I think it's important, too, to leave no doubt because, again, you are fighting for a spot in the college football playoffs. You know, a lot of people might say, oh, Tennessee ran up the score. Oh, that's not good sportsmanship. Who cares? I mean, again, you are fighting for a spot in the college football playoff. Number eight, USC, which this even reigns more true now because of the loss to Oregon or the loss from Oregon. But number eight, USC in the Pac-12 put up 55 points on Friday night. 
Tennessee wanted to outdo that, of course. I mean, it, it's all about what the you know the committee sees value in, and, and maybe the committee won't see value in scoring sixty points. But hell, if you're Tennessee, if you had that opportunity, might as well go and do it, right? This was the I kept saying number eleven on Saturday, and I apologize. Uh, Missouri was number thirteen in total defense coming into the game, number thirteen in the country, and Tennessee scored sixty six points on the thirteenth best team in the country. So if you're a committee member, I'm not taking up running up the score or anything. I mean, if I'm Tennessee, I'm running up that score as much as I can because I'm fighting for a spot in the college football playoff. And also, the last couple of touchdowns that were scored, again, we had this conversation earlier in the the season um, because I I saw a lot of this stuff on social media and some people were asking me, if your backup quarterback's in the game, he practices every single day too. Go score. And that's what Joe Milton did to Romel Keaton. That's what Joe Milton did to Squirrel White. And then, you know, Dylan Sansel was able to punch it there uh, in from the from the two-yard line. Uh, you, when your backups are in, they practice too. So if you're running your offense and you're still scoring, I have no issue with that whatsoever. But again, none of that matters because what does matter is Tennessee is fighting for a spot in the college football playoff, and Tennessee left no doubt out there. So as far as running up the score, I don't know where you guys come in on that. That's where I come in on it. I just think, who cares? I mean, you know, you, you are literally battling for a spot in the college football playoff. Tennessee scored 38 points unanswered in the second half. 38 points unanswered from the time it was 28 to 24. Tennessee scored 38 unanswered points to finish this ball game. Um, and, you know, for the defense, that was a little hot and cold. Of course, you let Brady Cook run for over 100 yards from the quarterback position. That's not great. Of course, Tennessee's been so good this season against the run, but, you know, wasn't it? I think they finished with 178 yards rushing, and that's well above what Tennessee was averaging on the season. But again, if you take out the running quarterback, they were really good against running backs, but, uh, you know, that's not how the game's played. You got you to gotta hold your gap integrity and, and find a way to get Brady Cook down. Uh, but still, it, it, this Tennessee defense forced seven three-and-outs in this football game, seven three-and-outs. And while Tennessee's offense was flipping the switch and continuing to go scoring 38 unanswered points, uh, Tennessee's defense, after that first drive of the third quarter from Missouri, Tennessee's defense allowed just 66 yards the rest of the way. So again, the defense wasn't horrible. It was just a little hot and cold at the beginning of the game, and then, of course, it, it turned it on there in the second half uh, like the rest of, of Tennessee's football team. So well, what about the rest of the college football playoff picture? Well, you, you know, Tennessee won, left no doubt, won 66-24 to over Missouri. Number one, Georgia won 45-19 on the road at Mississippi State's. Number two, Ohio State won 56-14 against Indiana. Number three, Michigan won 34-3 over Nebraska. TCU, gosh, when I was re-watching the Tennessee game after after the Tennessee game played live on Saturday night, um, I was watching Texas and TCU as well. Oh, what a horrible football game. TCU looked like trash. Texas, Quinn Ewers looked like trash. I mean, goodness gracious, that was a bad football game, but TCU got it done, one on the road, 17-10. Of course, you know about Tennessee 66-24. Oregon, this is this is big. Oregon did lose to Washington 36-34, but that's the only team in the top eight that lost. LSU took care of Arkansas 13-10, but LSU is not a factor because the only way LSU gets in uh, to the to, to the playoffs potentially is by running the table, beating Georgia in the uh, SEC championship game, which I don't see that happening. And then I mentioned USC on Friday night, 155-17 over Colorado. Um it might come down to Tennessee between the Pac-12 champion. So Oregon's not going to be in it anymore. Oregon's got two losses, of course, but um, USC might. So 
you know, potentially that that's kind of what it might come down to because I think the loser of Ohio State and Michigan will be out because, again, their strength of schedule is just not good. And then you just kind of see kind of where you value. So <clears throat> even though TCU lost, Tennessee's still in a really good spot sitting at number five. I expect Tennessee to still be at number five when the college football playoff rankings uh, come out on Tuesday because, again, if it's not broke, don't fix it or why fix it? And, you know, nobody lost in front of Tennessee. So uh, that's kind of – that's kind of how I view that. But Tennessee's still in a really, really good spot. One convincingly, one exactly the way it was supposed to do. Jalen High broke records. We'll talk about that. Hendon Hooker looked really, really good. We'll talk about that. Princeton Fan had a great game. Um, but Tennessee, one convincingly, left no doubts in the eyes of the College Football Playoff Committee. And we'll see if that makes any type of difference. But Tennessee, win number nine of the regular season, first time since 07, undefeated at Neyland Stadium, first time since 07. Tennessee's a good football team. Tennessee played some good football against the Missouri Tigers, who possess the number 13 defense in the land coming into this football game. So how about that? We will get into uh, some scoring plays, courtesy of the Ball Radio Network. When we return, talk more about this dismantling of Missouri, 66-24. to All that and more when locked on balls returns. All right, so inflation has us all thinking about different ways to cut back, right? Whether it's driving less, dining out less, or, or buying less from the grocery store, we can all agree that there's nothing fun about less. That's why I started using Upside. Upside's an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With Upside, I don't have to cut back because I get cash back on every single purchase, a purchase, and you can too. So to get started, download the free Upside app. Use the promo code Locked On. Just kidding, my voice cracked as well. So let's look past that. Use the promo code Locked. And you're going to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, you can you can claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. You can check in like you do on Facebook at the business pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and then you can get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back by using Upside. Upside users can earn more than are, are earning more than a million dollars every single week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. So what are you waiting on? Download the free Upside app and use that promo code LOCKED, and you're getting $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more by using the promo code LOCKED at GetUpside. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey guys, welcome back into your Monday edition of Locked On Vols. I'm your host, Eric Kane. Don't forget Twitter Tuesdays coming up tomorrow. Any questions, comments, concerns, you guys know how to find me on Twitter at underscore Kaner and at Locked On Vols. Comment on the YouTube channel. I'll see those as well. Twitter Tuesday, your mailbag show. All right. Uh, every single Monday, courtesy of the Ball Radio Network, Bob Kessling and Pat Ryan, I bring you the scoring plays, the audio version of Tennessee football each and every week. So there were a plenty here in this football game, of course. Jabari Small got the ball rolling. 
a 10-yard touchdown run in the first quarter. 11.05 still left on the on the clock in the first quarter, capping a seven-play drive, 91 yards, 2.13 off the clock, and Tennessee took a 7 to nothing lead. Here's how it sounded on the Vol Radio Network. He'll back into the shotgun. Jabari Small, man coverage. We'll get the handoff going right. He's to the five. He's to the checkerboards. Touchdown, Tennessee. 10-yard run by Jabari Small as Tennessee walls him off on the right side. And Jabari Small sprints into the end zone for his ninth touchdown of the season. And Tennessee scores in its opening drive and leaves Missouri 6 to nothing. Well, Missouri was able to come back uh, later on in the first quarter and score on a Luther Burton. It was actually a rush. It was kind of a shovel pass. And uh, that capped a 68-yard drive off nine plays to tie the score at seven all. Now, Tennessee started driving there again at the end of the first quarter and ultimately punched it in at the beginning of the second quarter. 14-41 left on the clock in the second quarter. Tennessee retook the lead at 14-7, capping a nine-play, 75-yard drive. They took 2.15 off the clock. Jalen Wright finds pay dirt from three yards out. Handoff tail back up the middle. Jalen Wright pushing for the end zone. And touchdown, Tennessee. Two plays into the second quarter. A long pass from Hooker to Hyatt sets it up. And then Jalen Wright caps it off with a short touchdown run. And Tennessee back out in front 13-7 over Missouri. Tennessee jumps out to a two-touchdown lead for the first time in this football game. It was in the second quarter at the 10-24 mark. A senior on senior day, Princeton fan, who has been here for quite some time for the first time this season. Hard to believe Princeton fan scores a touchdown by catching a touchdown pass. Coming into the game, he had five total touchdowns. He had four rushing touchdowns. He threw for a, a touchdown. But on senior day, he catches in his last game at Neyland Stadium. He catches the first of two Receiving touchdowns on the day for Princeton Van the tight end. This is from 19 yards from Hinden Hooker, 72 yards on six plays, two, uh, 216 off the clock. And Tennessee took a 21 to 7 lead at that point in the football game. Hooker will back into the shotgun, Hyatt to the left, one single wide receiver to the right. Now Hyatt comes in motion to the right. Hooker, play fake, looks, fires for the end zone. He's left got side. Him. The pass is going to be caught. Ramel Keaton, no, make that Princeton fan. Touchdown, Tennessee. Princeton Fant tried to keep his feet in bounds, going to the back corner of the end zone. Fant goes up to catch it. A 19-yard touchdown strike. What a catch by Princeton Fant in the back of the end zone. It was a really, really nice catch. Uh, The ball was a tad bit underthrown, and Fant goes up and turns back around. Um, He makes the catch and uh, just gets in bounds there towards uh, the end of the end zone. So really nice play there by Princeton Fant to give Tennessee a 21-7 lead. Well, Missouri came back not five minutes later, and um, it was a play on fourth and one, which is just really inexcusable on the part of Tennessee that allowed that to happen. But it was a touchdown, 43 yards from Cook to Dove, and that made it 21-14. to Well, Tennessee got back to a two-point, uh, two-touchdown uh, deficit uh, when Hendon Hooker on the speed option cut it right up field, knew when to tuck it and run it 14 yards. He does it with his legs, 75 yards on six plays. 220 or 142 off the clock, and Tennessee led 28 to 14 with just a little over four minutes left in the second quarter. Tennessee in the red zone at the Mizzou 14 yard line. Hooker going to keep it around He's the right side, it. gets to the 10, cuts back at the five, and in the checkerboards. Hendon Hooker, touchdown Tennessee. Ran the option to the right, he faked it, and then he kept it, got down to the five, and cut it back. 
Nice move by Hooker showing off his running skills. 14 yards for the score, and Tennessee now increases the lead to 27-14 on a brilliant run by Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker. Well, right as the first half was coming to an end, you had Harrison Mevis, what do they call him, the thick, the thicker kicker, whatever they were calling him out when I rewatched the, the game, the broadcast were talking about it. Anyway, he connected on 32 yards and brought the halftime score to 28-17, to still in favor of the Big Orange. Well, uh, the third quarter started off disastrous for Tennessee. Uh, had a couple of different penalties on its opening possession and a holding penalty as well, and then a delay of game. And I know you guys are going to ask me about this, and I ask about it as well. And even when I went back and rewatched the game, when Tennessee got flagged for the delay of game, whenever the umpire was holding the, the play up, here's the explanation that I got. And they even kind of said this on the rewatch when I saw it today or yesterday. Tennessee substituted late. They waited and they substituted late when the play clock was going down at like 15 seconds, all right? Because of that, Missouri is awarded a substitution if they want to, and they can take as long as they please, and uh, or at least until the umpire you know, throws another flag or whatever, moves the football. And Missouri just took their time running off the field. It was actually a pretty heads-up play there by Eli Drinkwitz. But that's the explanation that I got. Um, I'll continue to check into it. But nonetheless, uh, Tennessee looked disastrous offensively on that first drive. I even sitting there in the press box thought that, man, this could be a long game if it's going to look like that in the second half. Uh, Tennessee gives up a uh, touchdown to Missouri whenever they punt the football over 38 yards from Lovett in the slots. And uh, it is a 28 to 24 Tennessee lead at this point in the third quarter with eight or with uh, 855 left in the third quarter. And then, you know, the rest 38 unanswered points from Tennessee. My favorite play of the football game. We're going to break it down even more here in a moment, but it's Jalen Hyatt, 68 yards from Hendon Hooker. He had already gone over a thousand yards on the on the season earlier in the football game. Gaps a two play, seventy five yard drive, twenty five seconds off the clock, makes the new score thirty five twenty four in favor of Tennessee. So second down and three. Sampson comes in motion. They'll fake it to him. Then they fire down the left sideline. Complete to Hyatt. He's got it at midfield to the forty to the thirty. It's a foot race. They'll never catch him. Crank up Rocky Top. Touchdown Tennessee. Jalen Hyatt, sixty eight yards. Why I like this play so much. You have tackle over. Gerald Mincy, left tackle, is over on the right side. Brew McCoy is on the line, hand in the dirt, as a eligible tackle. You have <laughs> you have Jalen Hyatt as an H-back hiding behind. He even said it after the game. He's like, I was hiding behind the left guard, which is Jerome Carvin. You have Dylan Sampson out of wide receiver. Okay? Hooker sends Sampson in motion, pulls the corner away. And then when the ball snapped, all Hyatt has to do is outrun the linebacker. What a beautiful call. And how in the world these defenses are continuing to allow Jalen Hyatt to be wide open? I have no clue. Again, credit Alex Golish and credit Josh Heupel. Just phenomenal. Just absolutely phenomenal. Um, Princeton Fant scored his second touchdown of the day. Put him in motion on the two-yard line. Threw a, threw a little flat out there route. And uh, that made Tennessee a 42-24 uh, lead. That was with 434 left in the third quarter. Tennessee scores one more time in the third quarter. A one-yard touchdown run from Jalen Wright, capping a 67-yard eight-play drive, making it 49-24 to at this point in the football game. And here's Bob Kessling on the Ball Radio Network. Hooker in the shotgun right to his right. They're going to hand the ball to Wright, fighting and scrapping, and in for a Tennessee touchdown. Jalen Wright over left guard, pushed the pile. 
and he gets into the end zone for Tennessee's third touchdown here in this third quarter. And the lead now balloons to 48-24 over Missouri. Tennessee wasn't done scoring yet. Yes, Hendon Hooker, I think, played one series in the fourth quarter, maybe not even one series in the fourth quarter. Joe Milton came in, backup quarterback with the starters on offense, okay? And Ramel, or Ramel Keaton, who started this football game in place of Cedric Tillman, he goes deep. This is his guy late in football games. You saw them make a cut up of it in fall camp, and then against, I think it was Akron, and now against Missouri, it's it's the Ramel Keaton and Joe Milton show. They just always link up for deep bombs. Joe Milton, absolute missile, 46 yards to Ramel Keaton, making it 59-24 to 24 in favor of Tennessee. What a throw. First down, Tennessee to the Missouri, 46-yard line. Milton, play fake this time. He's going to air it out, gun it long, downfield, squirrel. White gets it at the five. Whoa! Touchdown, Tennessee. What a throw. Joe Milton with a bomb, 46 yards. Second play, winds up, throws the bomb deep. That was, that was Ramel Keaton, excuse me. Oh. It was score, It was not Squirrel White, it was Ramel Keaton, 80, not 10. Joe Milton released another bomb later in the football game, this with the entire second unit in, and he found Squirrel White for a pickup of, what was it, 58 yards, and White just lost his footing and fell right before the uh, the goal line. Well, Dylan Sampson, who came on and finished with 98 rushing yards in the game, thought he looked really, really good. He punches it in for his first touchdown of the football game, and that brought the final score the Tennessee 66 and Missouri 24. Milton brings his team to the line of scrimmage. Power formation to the right. Milton hands off, tailback, and he's into the end zone. Touchdown, Dylan Sampson for the score. And Tennessee goes over 60 against the Missouri Tigers for the second straight year. The Sampson touchdown makes it Tennessee 65, Missouri 24. That's how we do it on Mondays. Big thanks to the Ball Radio Network. I have written permission to play this audio for courtesy of the Vol Radio Network every single Monday right here on Locked on Vols, audio platforms, and of course for YouTube. That's how it sounded. That's how the scoring sounded on the Vol Radio Network with Tennessee's 66-24 win over Missouri. All right, stats and my caner grades. Spoiler, A-plus is all around on offense. When you break a school record for 724 total yards of offense, there you go. That's what you get. A-pluses all around on offense. We'll talk about that here in just a moment right here when we get back on Locked On Balls. But, you know, I, I mentioned a little bit earlier, it's a thrilling moment in college football. We do it every single week, and it's brought to you by our friends over at Nissan. The thrilling designs behind the new lineup from Nissan are intended to empower drivers in vehicles as capable as the drivers themselves. When I think of unbelievable abilities on the field for this week's thrilling moments, Again, I kind of just talked about it. It's got to be Jalen Hyatt. No, it, it's, I'm giving the credit to Alex Golish, the offensive coordinator, and Josh Heupel, the head coach. Because, I mean, again, tackle over. Gerald Mincy, the left tackle, goes over and plays right tackle. Brew McCoy is down here, as my voice cracks, is down here on the line of scrimmage. Jalen Hyatt is hiding behind the guard. You send a running back who's out wide in motion. The corner's going with him, going over the middle of the field. And then all Jalen Hyatt has to do is run a simple wheel route, and it's off to the races wide the freak open. Beautiful, beautifully executed, beautifully designed, and that's just like our friends over at Nissan. How about that little tie-in right there? That is the thrilling moment of this past week. 
uh, just an incredible, incredible moment in that football game. And, uh, you know, it, it's designed by the new features across all the Nissans. New lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in an all-new Frontier or Pathfinder today. It's available now at NissanUSA.com. All right, time for stats and Kaner Grage right here on Locked On Vaults. Don't forget Twitter Tuesday, Mailbag Show. It's coming up tomorrow. I know you guys have questions about the college football playoff rankings, what we think will happen about Tennessee's offense. You know, Cedric Tillman didn't play. Will he be back? Stuff like that. Get in all those questions, comments. That's at underscore Kaner and at Locked On Vols. All right, so here's how it rolls. Tennessee total offense, a school record, program record, 700 and 24 yards of total offense in this football game. That best the previous mark, the 2012 team had against Troy of 718. Missouri had 389 yards of total offense. Tennessee averaged 9.7 yards per play. Think about that. Tennessee literally, I mean, I mean, think about this. Tennessee almost average was 0.3 tenths away from averaging a first down every single play. Mind-blowing. And again, this against the number 13 team in the nation. Uh, defense, defense in the country. Just freaking phenomenal. That, that is that is mind-blowing to me. 9.7 yards per play is what Tennessee averaged. Missouri averaged 5.6 yards per play. Uh, yards passing, 217 yards passing for Missouri. 460 yards passing for Tennessee, who averaged 16.4 yards per completion. Not a bad stat there. A yards rushing. This one stings a little bit because Tennessee have been so good up to this point. <clears throat> Excuse me. 172 yards allowed. Tennessee's defense rushing on the ground by Missouri. Missouri averaged 4.6 yards per tote. Tennessee ran for 264 yards, averaged 7.1 yards per carry. Not bad there. Possession times. Missouri 34 minutes in this football game. Tennessee 26 minutes. Third down conversions. Not great on either side if you're being completely honest. Um, Tennessee didn't have that many, though, especially in the second half. Missouri was 5 of 17 on third downs. Tennessee was 4 of 11. Uh, fourth down conversions, Missouri is 1 of 2. Tennessee, the 1 was a touchdown, by the way. Tennessee was 1 for 3. Touchdowns in the red zone. Tennessee was in the red zone seven times and scored seven touchdowns. Not bad there. Uh, let's look at the individual efforts here, and then we'll give our grades in the process. Quarterback. I mean... Come on now, Heisman, Hopewell, Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker completed 25 of his 35 passes, 71%, who threw for 355 yards, three touchdowns through the air, no interceptions, also ran for a touchdown on 50, 50 yards rushing. Okay, Hendon Hooker gets an A+. Joe Milton comes in, throws the touchdown, three for three, and has 105 yards passing. Quarterbacks get an absolute A in this football game. Brady Cook on the other side. 19 to 32, 217 through the air. 217 is not horrible. 59% completion is horrible. So Tennessee's uh, defense did a good job in that regard. But where Brady Cook killed Tennessee was on the ground. He had 106 yards rushing on the ground. But let's look at Tennessee's rushing yards on the ground, shall we? Let me get a swig of this real quick. I could tell that, that throw was about to make my voice crack. Uh, Dylan Sampson came in, and he provided a spark for Tennessee. I'm not saying Dylan Sampson will be your starting running back. You'll still see a ton of Jabari Small. You'll still see a ton of Jalen Wright. But Dylan Sampson needs to be playing some football right now. He just possesses something that the other two guys don't, I believe, and that's the ability to make somebody miss at the second third layer. 
Um, I haven't seen enough of that from Jabari Small made somebody miss the other day, and that looked really good. Um, that little stutter step, right? We don't see enough of that. And and there's not the breakaway speed there from Small, and we haven't seen hardly any of it from Wright. I think he possesses it, but we just hadn't seen it. We've seen it from Dylan Sampson. I think Dylan Sampson needs to play a little bit more. Um, he led the way with 98 yards on the ground, had a touchdown. Jabari Small, a good game. He had 54 yards and a touchdown, averaged six yards per carry. Dylan Sampson uh, averaged 12.2 yards per carry. Jalen Wright, 51 yards. He averaged 4.6 yards per carry. He scored a touchdown. Hendon Hooker, I mentioned, 50 yards rushing, a touchdown as well. Tennessee's running backs get an A. Very, very involved there. Tennessee's tight ends. Princeton Fant, two touchdowns, two catches, two receptions, two touchdowns, two catches and two receptions, the same thing. 21 yards. Princeton Fant, A. Uh, Jacob Warren, on senior day, they went to him on the first play of the game. He had a gain of, I think, 22 yards. Uh, th three targets, two receptions, 34 yards. Blocked well as well. Uh, from what I saw, tight ends get an A. Uh, wide receivers. I love that Prue McCoy is continuing to be targeted more. I understand Cedric Tillman didn't play in this football game, but this is the second game in a row where Brew McCoy has won the target battle. I think that's big because, and again, I know that Cedric played last week, but when Cedric's not in, it forces Hendon Hooker to look elsewhere. And again, you want Cedric Tillman in this football game. Don't get me wrong. He's one of the best players on the field. But it's not the worst thing in the world when your quarterback is forced to look to somewhere else to throw. And that's what Tennessee's been with Hendon Hooker while Cedric Timmons been out. And so, I mean, the, Brew McCoy is obviously the biggest beneficiary there. He had 12 targets, nine receptions, 111 yards, which is fantastic. Um, Jalen Hyatt, who went over 1,000 yards receiving in this football game, actually went over 1,100 yards receiving in this football game, finished with 147 on seven receptions. He was targeted 10 times. And he had a touchdown, really good. Squirrel White, 64 yards on two receptions. Uh, Ramel Keaton, 60 yards on two receptions. He had a touchdown. And uh, Walker Merrill actually had a catch as well. Wide receivers, getting a. Getting a. Um, in the offensive line, anytime you break a program record of 724 yards of total offense, and you literally almost average a first down every single play, the offensive line gets an A, plus, 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 plus. Okay, I understand Hooker got sacked four times. One time was uh, kind of out of bounds. It was it was not really on the offensive line's fault. Another time, I want to say it was a it was a um, it was a running back's fault. But anyway, offensive line gets an A plus 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 plus. Looking good in that regard. All right, let's go to defense. Defense is hot and cold. Defense buckled down the second half. It looked really really good in that regard. Um, however, uh, you did allow for twenty four points to be scored. You did allow for a quarterback to run for over 100 yards on the on the, on the game. Uh, brings back memories of Matt Corral, of Kenny Pickett a little bit, of Bryce Young from last year. That's not fantastic. So because the defensive line didn't hold gap integrity as much as it should have in that regard, I'm giving the defensive line a B. Despite Tyler Barron's four TFLs on the sack, I thought he was really good, and you just wish that was consistent, right? But Tyler Barron was really, really good. James Pierce got a sack. I thought that was good to see. Um, there were some other guys who did, I mean, Dejon Terry had a, uh, had a TFL, um, but gap integrity, you didn't keep it a little bit. And also I love whenever Tyler Barron, I love whenever, uh, James Pierce, when he got his sack, they were lining up on the interior. Those guys are too fast for those slow guards and, th and slow tackles, uh, for Missouri. And that was evident there, but the, the defensive line gets a B in this football game. Linebackers. I said this on the post game podcast for VolQuest. 
they're not going to get all the praise. They're not going to get all the attention. Like the defensive line has gotten a lot of attention and a lot of praise this year and last year a little bit. The secondary gets a lot of attention because it's like, who's going to be starting this week? And, oh my gosh, they're so bad. The linebackers are kind of for, often forgotten about. Jeremy Banks is playing consistently good football right now. Juwan Mitchell has gotten better. And Aaron Beasley is good. But Tennessee's gotten those three guys right now. And Solon Page having a six-year guy to come in and, and give you 15 to 20 snaps a game. Tennessee's in a good spot. Linebackers, again, they also have a hand in, in, in trying to uh, get after the running quarterback, especially when you see him tuck and run. I think they overran a couple of plays as well. They're going to get a B in this football game. Defensive backs, you get a B. Brandon Turnage, man, again, there's a reason he's playing right now. I know he dropped two interceptions. That's really frustrating. But his ability to break and jump routes, that's something we haven't seen a whole lot this year. Uh, Danico Slaughter took a uh, – uh, Jalen McCullough took a horrible angle on that uh, fourth down uh, touchdown reception, uh, the touchdown that uh, Missouri scored. Horrible, horrible angle. I mean, everybody – it wasn't perfect. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't perfect. But again, I'm 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 staking a lot in this of the seven three and outs forced and the thirty eight unanswered points and the sixty six yards that Tennessee allowed combined after the first possession of the uh, second half for Missouri. I'm banking a lot on that. A lot of stock is coming there. So a uh, defensive backs, you're going to get a B. Special teams gets a B plus. Chase McGrath was good from forty eight yards. Princeton fan averaged forty five yards on two punts, both punts inside the uh, twenty yard line. So good job there uh, from a couple of seniors. Um, kickoff coverage continues to look good. The only reason special teams don't get an A is because there was one costly penalty that resulted in points for Missouri. And this really, you can even put this on the defense and Aaron Beasley. He was trying to time up his blitz on the, on to go and block a field goal. And by the time the ball was snapped, he was lined up on the line over the center. That's a no, no, that was an automatic first down. And that allowed Missouri to go and punch that in. So that was a little bit frustrating. That's the only reason special teams gets a B plus. And then coaching gets an A. Uh, the concepts that drew up by Golish and Heupel, how they attacked them, just fantastic. Defense came around there in the second half. Um, I thought Tennessee managed the end of the game well, knowing you have to go and look impressive, but also getting some of those young guys in there, getting your backup quarterback in there and allowing him to go out and ball out. And that's what Tennessee did. Coaching gets an A. So in review, quarterback A, running back A, tight end A, wide receiver A, offensive line A plus 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 plus. Defensive line gets a B. Linebackers get a B. Defensive back gets a B. Special teams gets a B plus, and coaching gets an A. Those are my Caner grades after Tennessee's sixty-six to twenty-four win over Missouri. Whole lot to talk about. We'll continue to break down this game. We'll look ahead to. The South Carolina Gamecocks, Tennessee opens up as a near, a near three-touchdown favorite on the road at South Carolina. Looking forward to previewing that as the week goes on. We'll see where Tennessee's ranked uh, in the college football playoffs on Tuesday. Um, I think they'll still be fifth. Everybody in front of Tennessee continue to win. Oregon did lose. That helps a little bit. Um, Tennessee needed TCU to lose. TCU did not. It was still an ugly football game. Um, but I still think even if TCU wins out, Tennessee's still got a really good chance to make the college football playoff because I think the loser of Ohio State and Michigan will be thrown out because the strength schedule is so bad. Georgia's going to win out. Say TCU wins out, Tennessee, or TCU's in there. They get out, and then you're going to be picking between a Tennessee and a Pac-12 champion with one loss, and I think Tennessee would get, get in over there. So we will see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, any questions, get them in there. Twitter Tuesday, Mailbag Show coming up on tomorrow's show. Um, at underscore Kaner at locked on balls. 
Put them in the comment section on YouTube, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you, as always. You guys are phenomenal. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join me here on Lockdown Balls. If you're watching on YouTube and you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. That's how I make. That's how, that's how, that's how I get paid, all right? Please subscribe. Go ahead and get that done. Like this uh, video. Let's get it to 500 likes if you would. And uh, if you're listening and you haven't subscribed, please go ahead and listen. Or please go ahead and subscribe on whichever uh, po- podcast uh, device that you uh, listen to. Guys, appreciate it. As always, same time, same place. We'll do it again tomorrow. Check on Locked On Sports Today. Make that your second listen. Because stories and takes of the day, that's Locked On Sports Today. Right after Locked On Balls each and every day. Appreciate it, guys. We'll do it tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your Monday, everybody.